Welcome to the Cackalack Panthers Chat Podcast, coming to you quasi-live from the Gate City. Folks, we are the official, unofficial Carolina Panthers podcast. The statements made on this show do not necessarily represent the opinions of those individuals making them. Opinions may change on the fly, after conscious deliberation, or for no reason whatsoever. And finally, as Mel likes to remind us, we are grossly unqualified to give our opinions on professional football players, but we in no way let that stop us or even give us pause. My name is Adam. I'm one of your two hosts tonight, me and BK. Hi, BK. Hey, Spicy. Wilstradamus and Mel can't be here, but we'll miss them. So the program tonight is about keeping you connected without being overly negative. So, BK, who is tonight's sponsor? Thanks, Adam. Tonight's first sponsor is Tom Brady. I don't know if you saw, but once again, he took his daily uh, day off from practice this week. He also managed not to travel with his team. He also managed not to spend time with his team because he was at the wedding of his former boss with the Patriots. And he was also seen berating teammates on the sideline. Tom Brady, thanks for sponsoring. He proves the old adage is true. There's not always an eye in team, but sometimes there's an asshole. <laughs> That was good, VK. Thank that you. was good. Uh, we're happy to have Tom on as a sponsor. Uh, we're pretty sure we're going to get berated by him, you know, following this uh, podcast. But, you know, yeah. what else? Shout out, Tom. Thanks for sponsoring. <laughs> All right, BK. So, not a great week by the Panthers. This has become a theme, and you had predicted something a couple podcasts ago about starting a new streak after the win against the New Orleans Saints, and it looks like we've we've managed to do that. I'm going to try my best to keep it positive, as you suggested. The good news is I feel we are almost through the toughest part of the schedule. We've got Tom Brady up next, but this year has been a really odd year in the NFL. A lot of the teams that we thought weren't going to be very good are kind of good, and yeah. some of the teams we thought were certainly going to be good are not having a stellar season. So there are some games upcoming that at the beginning of the year I thought would be tough, but some of those teams aren't having a great year. So I think there's some hope down the road. Not sure if we'll break the streak this coming week, but um, <laughs> I, there are some games that hopefully are winnable. I think we do present hope for the teams that are playing us, though, because, you know, if you think about the Rams, they were having a hard time there and, uh, you know, they probably welcomed the idea of playing us and uh, giving them a little boost with a W. And I think the uh, Buccaneers will be feeling similarly this week, thinking that they are likely to, uh, you know, whether they fall ass backwards into it or not, uh, get a W there, too. And so that three and three should be a four and three for them. So. I think we're giving teams that we play hope, and that's a positive, PK. That's that is a second positive. I agree with you there, Adam. Um, I, I will I will confess confess that yet again I spent another Sunday afternoon with the U uh, six armadillos, uh, high scoring affair. Wow, it was a high scoring affair, and we need lots to pick up the fun. offensive coordinator. Yeah, that's me. I'm I'm the coordinator. <laughs> I, I don't know that I'd help much with the Panthers, but uh, so I I did not see much of this game. I don't think I had to from no. everything I've, no. I've read and everything I've seen. I will say that I, I took this six-week mark to do a little bit of stat looking. Yeah. 
uh, since the game on Sunday yesterday. And um, there are some really, really uh, odd stats going on right now. Um, you know, I, I think we all had high hopes, maybe not for Robbie, but we all had high hopes for DJ. True. And um, he and Robbie are very, very close. Do you know what their uh, total yardage is through six games between the two of them? No. It's it's right around 400 yards. Between the wow. two of them, they're both at about 200 yards, one touchdown. Wow. Which, you know, at this point in the season, I think we thought they were going to be really taken off. We're a third of the way through the season. We are. We are. We're real close. And um, do you know who actually outpaces each of them yard in yards receiving? Give it to me. Christian McCaffrey. He is our leading receiver and rusher. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I. You know, in one way, that's... Uh, not surprising because if you've been watching the games, you've seen how, you know, we use this word a lot, anemic. And I think it's because it's very difficult to find another word that adequately describes how poor the passing game has been. But watching yesterday's game, you know, the first, I don't know, seven passes were lateral passes. They were screens. They were lateral passes. And that's, they would not let PJ throw vertically down the field. And so he finished 10 of 16. I think it was 69 yards total. I saw that Christian McCaffrey uh, had, you know, the the most yards by any player on the team in terms of uh, receiving yards. And then I saw that the next player behind him was Ian Thomas. Do you know how many yards he had receiving? I'm guessing it wasn't a lot. It was 22. That's not good. No. So that means that, to your point, uh, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson had less than 22. In fact, do you know how many yards that DJ had? I don't. Seven. You could fall down and get seven (laughs) yards. These guys are so tall. If you just stretch out, I think you could almost get close. He had seven yards on three catches. Oh, my gosh. You know, to that point, another thing I looked up, through six games, at this point, we've used multiple quarterbacks, guys we've never we had never even heard of before two weeks ago. Wilstradamus finished the game, right? Yeah, so or somebody I'm not sure, yeah. but it was it was somebody. Yeah, some other guy. Somebody he was that out got there. picked up late in the week, right? But at, through through six games, we only have uh, we have under 1,200 yards passing through six games, meaning we don't even have an average of 200 yards passing per game. Which a 200-yard passing game isn't even that great. It's it's not great, and it's not surprising if you've watched our games. Yeah. You know? So it's ugh, it's just so... Um, oh, here's here's the other one that jumped out at me. Do you know who the second leading rusher is on the Panthers right now? I think I do know this. And I'm just going to say it's Baker Mayfield because I haven't seen anyone else basically rushing out there. Yeah, and he didn't even play the last game. So no. our second leading rusher is a quarterback who's not running that far and who's not known for being a runner and who's not known for being a runner and hasn't even played in all six games yeah yeah i mean it's the 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 issues i think just are glaring (laughs) that's one way of saying it (laughs) it's uh it's 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 bad i you know for the last two weeks i think i've made the remark that i'm betting on i think it was it was sam darnold uh two weeks ago and then pj this last week and I said, you know, one of the reasons why I'm betting on these guys is because it can't get any worse. 
And Wolstradamus contradicted me. He said, oh, it can. And I tell you what, <laughs> I think he was right and I was wrong about that. Yeah. And and once again, the defense came up with a touchdown again. Yes, they outscored the offense. They outscored the offense. Is this three weeks in a row that the defense has gotten a touchdown? Uh, I think that's right. Yeah, that's right. Which is now far more consistent than our offense. It's true. And it's almost unheard of for a defense to be scoring touchdowns and you not winning games for sure you no know? i agree with that uh but that's what's happening here it's been a total train wreck uh, these games haven't been blowouts i wouldn't say i mean a 14 point loss isn't a close game but considering that your defense has scored touchdowns each of the last three weeks. Without our defense, yeah. we would be getting blown out. Yeah. No, the defense is there. They just can't keep it, you know, uh, on the field for 40 minutes and still produce at the high level that they, they've been starting games with. I, I was disappointed in Steve Wilk's game plan because it seemed like from the get-go that his game plan was to not – allow for pj to throw down field i think it was a risk analysis there and he just didn't want to give up the early points to the rams and then play from behind but at the same time you can make good plays over the over the middle uh and and play a vertical passing game and be productive without having to resort to just lateral plays the way that he did you know you can do it in a safe way that's it's nothing's ever foolproof, but I think he should have given PJ a little bit more credit there because playing that conservatively means that you're not planning to win. You're playing not to lose, but you're not playing to win and you can't do that in this league. So I was, I was pretty disappointed by that. Uh, but at the same time, I, what can I say? We're one in five. I mean, the, the bar is low and, and, uh, it's it seems like maybe it could get lower i'm not really sure yeah you, you know anytime you have someone who's expected to contribute significantly in a season kicked off the field by your own coaches you know that things are falling apart that's the perfect segue you know yeah. things are falling apart they are falling apart and so uh yeah robbie getting kicked off in the middle of the game yeah. what'd you think about that you know robbie it seems marches to the beat of his own drum I don't really know what precipitated it specifically other than I think he thought he should be getting the ball more and he would probably concur with your uh, analysis of the throwing game that there was really no attempt to make anything significant happen. But, you know, I have to wonder what was being said. We all know that he played for Rule back in college, so I'm sure he felt one way or another about Rule being gone, but... I mean, this is – you hate to see when a team is losing players then also kind of not keeping their composure. The fact that it, it appeared as though there were words with multiple coaches, words between some of the coaches, and then eventually he's told to leave, and then today he's traded. Yeah. Um, that's not the kind of stuff you want to see because that just speaks more to culture – and um, the fact that rule might be gone, but clearly issues remain. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a way of giving up in my mind, because anytime that you uh, allow yourself to take that approach, it's because you stop caring on a certain level about what the best interest of the team was. So uh, it was no secret 
prior to the game that Robbie was being considered for trade bait. Um, I mean, he, he's got a huge contract relative to his production. Yeah, I don't know. He's making probably a million dollars every yard that he gains at this point <laughs> in time, something like that. If he got seven, probably. <laughs> you know, and I think that uh, it's probably better for the Panthers at this point to lose that contract. He wasn't producing. We do have Terrace Marshall Jr. that we would like to see more out of, and so this paves the way for him to have more looks uh, as a receiver, so no, no loss there in my mind. And hopefully it'll be a better opportunity for Robbie going to play with Kyler Murray, obviously a better quarterback and uh, on a better team, period. Not a great team, seemingly, No, the Cardinals right now, but yeah. uh, but certainly miles better than the Panthers are. So um, hated to see the way that it went down. We've had some good times with Robbie over the last few years. Yeah. Uh, had a thousand yard season with the Panthers, which was a big deal. It was. At the time. It, it was. You know, it started off great. It. I think the last two years, at the beginning of the year, we all had a little bit of hope that he'd be productive like he was when he first came over, and it just hasn't panned out. And you know, like you said, I. You hate to see this on any team that you root for, just because I don't think stuff like that tends to happen on teams where there's a positive culture, where there is a real sense of team, and it was unfortunate. But we're going to keep it connected and keep it positive here and wish Robbie the best of luck in his new digs in Arizona. All right, Spice. So Robbie's now gone as of this morning. What are your thoughts? There's been tons of rumors, a lot of names, big names on the Panthers. Brian Burns, CMC, floated as... Is it time to dismantle the Panthers? Is it time to burn it all down and start over? Where do you stand? No, I'm I'm against that entirely for a number of reasons. I don't think it benefits you long term to take that approach. I think I don't think we would get the type of draft capital back for any one of those players that would be needed to justify that type of move. Brian Burns is one of the top, you know, 10 defensive ends in all of the NFL, in my opinion. Um, Christian McCaffrey, when he's healthy, top five running back, arguably a top two running back. I think it's him and Derrick Henry when when CMC's healthy. Uh, DJ Moore, I've said he's a top 10 wide receiver. He's just never had anyone to throw it to him, and that couldn't have been more exemplified than this year so far. But here's the thing. I I know and I I'll concede to some of the points made by you all and others throughout uh, you know the NFL universe that we are more than one or two pieces away from being competitive and it's never been more apparent than it has been this year uh, incredibly you know we yeah. thought we were building some pieces up but I think if you think we can trade these guys and get enough draft capital to be competitive in upcoming years. I, I just don't see that happening. I don't see, I don't, you know, Will would tell you sitting here, I wish he was here, but uh, that uh, we're not going to get more than, I would say at best, a second round pick for CMC. I, I would say that's probably best case scenario right now. And I don't think you can go out in the draft with a second round pick and pick up somebody that's going to be as good as him. I just don't. I don't think I don't know what Brian Burns would get. Maybe he would get a first round pick, maybe, or or some combination of a second and something else, maybe. But I don't think you're gonna go out and get a Brian Burns in the second round. 
I, I just, it just seems like on the basis of what I've seen with the people that we draft, maybe another team could, but yeah. on the basis of who we've been drafting, it doesn't seem like we're going to get that type of quality there. Uh, and so similarly with DJ Moore, I, I just think it puts whoever comes in next. And I don't know what's going to happen in free agency or the draft next year. Clearly quarterback is a huge need and it's been there for the last three years. It'll be a need going into the draft and free agency next year. But if you were to find something, I don't know if it's the permanent solution or a temporary fix, but something clearly better than what we've got now, they've got to have somebody to throw it to. They've got to have somebody that can run the ball. Uh, you've got to have somebody that can put pressure on the opposing team's quarterback if you're going to be competitive. So what's the point of spending all that time, effort, and energy of trying to go get another quarterback or you know, spend the draft capital to, to make your team more competitive if you're basically knocking out the Jenga blocks underneath the team? <laughs> <laughs> you know, in the meantime, I, I just don't see the benefit there. But I know you you have a different opinion. I'm, I'm listening. I do. I think it's time to burn it all down. And my reasons are plentiful. Um, I think first and foremost, some of the biggest names on our team, first of all, I love cheering for them. That's one of the hard things about becoming a fan of a team because professional sports, it's a business. You know, and although we all have our doubts about Tepper right now, the idea is that he should be putting the best product out there. And the best product usually involves winning. True. Um, And we've had a couple of these guys with us for several years now, and we have had awful records. So these guys aren't contributing to some kind of winning culture. Guys like CMC, as much as I like him and as much as... He is dynamic. He brings much more than just your average running back. But he's five, six years in now. He's missed two almost full seasons due to yeah. injury. Yeah. Um, he's 26. And the, you know, the average NFL running back career is about two to three years. So he's already twice that now. Granted, there are guys who last a lot longer than two to three years. But I agree that I don't know... You know, you you hear all kinds of things, and I don't know what's true. And I've heard one thing that the Panthers would want at least two first round picks for him. They're they're not going to get that. No, they're definitely not going to get that. I agree with that, and I can. I think see he's that. on the block if a first round draft pick gets floated. Be. I think but, he should be, but, but I I don't think they're going to get that, which is why I think he'll be around. But go ahead. Yeah. So the other thing is, if you look at the next two NFL drafts, I'm looking at 2023 and 2024. We have, although we haven't gotten rid of a lot of our first round picks, second round picks, we don't have a lot of other picks. You know, with Baker, we, you know, got a, got some late picks, which at the time sounds good. But when you haven't improved and in fact have gotten worse and you need to be able to find players in the draft, once you start trading away those fifth and sixth and seventh round picks, next year we only currently have four draft picks. Did we not get one with the Robbie trade? Uh, I think that's 24 and Ah, 25. No, you're right. Um, And so, and I agree, it's hard to find a diamond in the rough in the fifth and sixth and seventh round. But one thing that you can do if you start stockpiling picks is you can start bundling them to move up the board. Yeah. I look at teams like the Jets and the Giants, who last year had two first round picks, and some of those guys are balling. 
and making a huge difference on teams that have quickly turned it around with new coach, a lot of new personnel, impact guys that come in right away. And right now, I don't think that, you know, uh, CMC is supposed to be healthy right now. He is not impacting the game to the point where he's making us win. Well, Same not, thing with not Burns. Us win, but he was seventy five percent of the offense last game. I mean, what? Uh, I mean, are, yeah. are, is that two hundred yards of meager offense that we had? I don't. It might have been less than that. Is that now fifty yards? <laughs> if it, he's it not might in, be. it might be. But if we obviously need a lot more for someone like CMC to be causing like a major impact on a game. I mean, he. he I think he had eighty nine yards receiving and sixty nine yards yeah, rushing, right. which is good. But on the other hand, we had zero touchdowns. And my my perspective is, let's get whatever value we can for these guys now so that we have options in the future. Because as of right now, we're further away than we were last year True. to being good. But and that, last year, I think we thought, oh, we're a couple, you know, we might not win next year, but in two or three years, maybe we can. We're still two or three years, and then you're going to tell me that CMC – Nine years in is when we're going to suddenly be good. No, I, I hear that point. I just, I, I think there's another consideration here, and it, it's beyond the X's and O's, and it's the, it's the fan base. And I, I've got real concerns about our fan base right now. Oh yeah, I'm seeing, I'm seeing the kind of just, uh, what's the, what's the word that I'm looking for? Apathy. Just, apathy. That is the word that I'm looking for. Uh, for the team, for uh, football right now, for the folks that have followed the Panthers for years and years. I know folks that are from the Charlotte Charlotte area, have lived in the Charlotte area for a long time. They're like, oh, yeah, the Panthers. That's, that's, the, that's what's happened right now. And the reason why it's happened is because we've, I mean, what, we, we've won, or sorry, lost 10 or 11 out of the last 12 or something. It's something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, we know we had a nine-game losing streak going into the, uh, yeah. the New Orleans game. And so then we've lost two more since. Two. So, yeah. I mean, you take away those players, and I think for the fans that are, are still hanging in there, and a lot of them by a thread, because it's been hard to find something to care about you know, it is. this year. It is. Uh, but you take those guys away, and I, I just think a lot of people are just going to – they're not going to watch the game. They're certainly not going to the games. So I, I'm just I'm I think that's another reason why. And he, here's the final reason on CMC, uh, which is a is a big one. They restructured his contract at the end of last year, and so he's only hitting the cap right now against us for like 1.8 million bucks or something like that this year. This year, I think it now, changes. Now next year it yeah. goes up to 11.8. Yeah. But that's another reason. It's a little cost to us, and I think that. If he has a great year this year, a lot of teams would be happy to absorb that too next year at the end. But look, we've got till November 1. That's the trade yeah. deadline. and uh, I think it's going to be interesting. I think it is. I think there'll be a run on some of our players. Yeah. It's not what I would do because I just see, I don't see the value there. Mm-hmm. I, and I think there's some other players that we may be able to flip into the future. You know, maybe a CJ Henderson, Chenault, you know, guys that we've we've picked up with some investment but maybe they don't work out right away but still have some talent that other teams will see and that we'll be able to get fourth and fifths back on which is basically what we traded for yeah. anyway i think my other concern going forward though is just we're going to have more cap space after this season we right will. 
what is going to be attractive if we end up with two or three wins for someone to say, yeah, I'm going to take my chance and go there. And again, that's where we've had some of these guys for a few years. And, you know, is someone going to be willing to take that chance to say, well, I'm going to be the difference maker. And suddenly these guys are going to start winning. Um, And the same thing goes with coaches. I mean, obviously we're all hopeful that our interim coach might work out it from what I'm hearing. It sounds like Tepper has pretty much said he's going to have to turn this season around, which likely won't happen in order to even be considered, which is, you know, that that's probably not fair, but at the same time, relative to Wilkes's experience and, and the other possibilities are out there. I I do think that's a fair thing, but I take your point, but it's, you know, what's going to make it attractive I mean, having the same guys who've gone, you know, five and twelve, five and twelve. I know. I think this would make it the the biggest key for us right now. The biggest key remains what it's been for the last four years. It's quarterback, and there's one guy in particular that's coming out that I don't know that Baltimore is going to have the money to pay, but I would. I would mortgage the team on getting this guy if I thought it was possible. And I do think we'll be, we're going to drop Baker's salary, which is not a huge hit right now, right. but Sam's. Uh, and we've got another $40 million in cap space now without restructuring other deals. And we got a decent offensive line. That's really not been the issue this year. And it was an issue last year. Lamar Jackson, if you're listening, uh, come to Carolina. Come to Carolina. I mean, I would not be opposed to that move. I would see him garnering in the realm of forty to fifty million a year. I think that's probably market for a guy that's, you know, with his talent, what he's done, uh, and you know what, he could be the difference maker. He could take us from a three-win team if that's what we're going to be this year to a a playoff team. I think so. If if we're able, I'd to be see, happy to see it. I if, would. If we're able to sustain the the makeup of the offensive line right now, I think they're really gelling. I don't think that's the issue. You know. Yeah, but. I agree. I don't think that that's the biggest issue, which is, you know, part of why I'm concerned because it seems like yeah. everything else is just falling no, apart. That's true. You that's, know, that's, that's been one that's of the scarier and more frustrating. I agree. Right. I agree. Um, but you know, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. All right, BK. Now what? is the fun topic of the week. For the fun topic of the week, Adam, we are going to try to decode some of Robbie's best tweets. I love it. You with me? I love it, yes. All right. I'm going to start out with one that he just tweeted out two days ago, and I'd love it if you could shed any light on what maybe he's trying to say. I'll do my best. All right. This is from Robbie two days ago. Can't eat steaks with snakes. Break bread with the fam. I wouldn't be eaten if it wasn't for them. Okay. Give me a second on this one. Something about steaks. Yep. And snakes. And snakes. And breaking bread with the fam. I think I think it has something to do with eating snakes. No, wait. <laughs> no. You can't eat steaks. With snakes. With snakes. Meaning like with negative people or something right. like that. Uh, and wouldn't be eating steaks without the support of his fam. That's right. where I think I think that's what it. Yeah, I'm wondering if that's some foreshadowing. He knew he was heading out. Yeah, no, that's hilarious. Yeah. Well, I mean, not, it's just it's difficult to decode what he's he's saying. Yeah. All right, so here's one for you, BK. Are you ready? I'm re- I think I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Yep. You got to let some people have no choice but to pinch 
they screen and zoom in dat's the closet some people deserve to get to you <laughs> i swear to god i just read that verbatim um if y'all could see vk's face right now uh, i'm <laughs> do you want me to read it you, again you, I'm wondering if someone's trying to slide into his DMs. May, uh, do you want me to read it again? Yeah, let's hear that's, that one that's again. Tough. That's a good one. It's that's tough. a good one. It's tough. You got to let some people have no choice but to pinch they screen and zoom in that's the closet. Some people deserve to get to you. Oh, I could see why you thought that was somebody trying to slide into yeah, the DMs. Yeah, maybe someone trying to slide into his DMs. He's a married man. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good one. That's, that's a really good one. I have no idea what the hell that means. <laughs> All right, Adam, I got one for you. All right. It be crazy people will get everything they never had and look down and laugh at the ones from that same struggle. Day came from or worse, like day wasn't once there. The only difference is they was lucky enough to receive the correct information, but stingy enough not to share it. You know, that's... I'm decoding, but that sounds a little deep from Robbie. I think it is pretty deep from Robbie. I think what he's saying there is that some people succeed in life and then look down on the others uh, from the community they came from and, you know, laugh or uh, look down upon them. And one of the lessons that he is saying that they shouldn't have been doing was to have succeeded but not shared uh the lessons from their success with the people of the community they came from. And you know what? I agree with that. That's good information. I agree That's with that. That's good. I like that one. All right. This one's a, a bit less difficult, BK, than the one that I shared with you earlier, which okay. I don't know what type of haiku that was. That was, <laughs> that was something. <laughs> something. But here you go. Yep. All right. So I be out to eat hungrier than a bit, then have two bites and I'm full. Smiley face. <laughs> I like the smiley face. And I like the bear reference. No, it was big, like oh. short for big. Oh, whoops. Okay, no, yeah. it's all good. Yeah. I'd be, be out to eat hungrier than a big, then have two bites and I'm full. <laughs> Are you struggling still? I'm still struggling. Oh, I, I think I know what it means. What? Tell me about it. All right, it. so what I think that means is that he goes out to eat and he's hungry as hell. Right. And then, like, thinking he's going to eat, you know, 50-ounce steak or something like that. He has a couple bites, and he's full. But, you know, looking at, looking at Robbie, he's he's, he's tiny. He's not a big guy. No, he's tiny, dude. No, so. he's pretty small. All right, Spice, I got one for you. They tried to paint a picture with a little-ass pencil to a small crowd, but ain't no the whole time I was creating a canvas for the globe. Rocket ship emoji. Wow. Um, I, I'm going to just make some inferences here and say that he's talking about the media, perhaps. Maybe. And that, uh, this relates on some level to the coverage he's gotten and maybe his attempts to, you know, make it bigger than about himself. I don't know. I feel like I'm reaching on that one, but, uh, that's. Deep stuff from Robbie. It is. It is. It's. It's. It's very much like decoding. Um, it's like decoding the Da Vinci Code with him. You know. I. I agree. Uh, His tweets are always entertaining. Yeah, they are. 
All right, so I've got one for you, BK, if you're ready. ready. I'm ready. All right, so here we go. My jewelry in the vault, my drip in the closet. It's just been me in the field getting it, preparing for the season. Rocket ship emoji. I think he is clearly talking about him getting ready to ball, and balling has brought him some cash. Okay. My what does my drip in the closet mean? That's though? all his fly clothes. Oh. Yeah. Like you remember Cam used to always talk about his drip. I didn't know that that's what that meant. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Cam had some fly clothes. He's got style. Yeah, he does. For sure. You got to have money to have style. I, now, though. I like Robbie. I don't know that he's got Cam style. No. Not even close to Cam style. Few people, few people yeah. do. Yeah. All right. So I got another one for yep. you. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. My auntie told me, slow down, you in an elite division. My uncle told me, get from around them boys, don't like you in it. Do you know? <laughs> I think your his face. aunt and uncle were looking out for him. I, I think you're right. But you're telling, telling him he's way up, that he's way above these folks he's hanging out with. I, yeah, but your face and reading these things is I amazing. I love them. That's I love hilarious. them. Yeah. I love them. I always have to pause every time I read one. I, you do. You got to let that stuff cycle through and figure out do. what the devil he's you saying. You do. All right, Spice, I got last one for you. All right. I've been sitting back, getting racks. I ain't into that chatty chat bit I'm grown. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like me to repeat that? Yeah, you're going to have to repeat that one. I've been sitting back, getting racks. I ain't into that chatty chat. Bit, I'm grown. I, I think he's saying he's sitting back getting his money. He's not into all that talk because, B, he's grown. I think you're right. Yeah, I think I got that I one. think the lesson from this is we need more Robbie tweets in our life. Yeah, I think if I could just hear them said out phonetically, they would still make no more sense than when I read them. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. Either way, we're going to miss Robbie. We're going to miss Robbie. We but wanted I, more. Yes, and uh, hoping that he has a uh, a good career, a good performance there in Arizona. Um, yeah, because he certainly wasn't doing his thing here. Yeah. Not all your fault, Robbie, but uh, yeah. We'll see you on the flip side. Cheers. All right, Spice. Tom Brady's coming to town this weekend. He and the Bucks, what you got? So I've largely been positive slash optimistic in my predictions for the Panthers. I, I've gone out on a limb. I'm two and four now. And uh but you know, I'm I'm seeing some writing on the wall here, BK, as we kinda talked about. Yeah. We got we gotta keep it positive, but we gotta keep it real. And I think that the Panthers are gonna take an L this week. I think the Patriots not the Patriots, the Buccaneers. Ouch, ouch right. Yeah. yeah. The Buccaneers are probably uh, grateful that they're going to be playing us being 3-3 three and three and seeming to have not gotten a lot of momentum in their own game going. So uh, I, it's, it's going to be at home, but it's not going to be a home game if anybody's been watching. It's likely – I don't think the Bucks travel well that well. But I, I do think they'll show up in greater numbers than the Panthers fans this week. So I'm going to say the stadium's two-thirds full, and most of those are going to be bucks. And I think we're going to lose, I'm going to call it, I'm going to say it's 27-10. Ouch. 
I agree the stadium's going to be two-thirds full. And I agree there's not going to be a ton of Panthers fans, but I see a lot of Patriots jerseys still showing up. Patriots? Only because I don't think that Bucks fans necessarily travel well, but I think that there's a lot of Tom Brady fans who want to come out because I think we're getting close to the end. Blech. Thank God. Um, you know what? I did a little bit of soul searching on this one. I think we're going to squeak out a really ugly game. What? I think we, I think it's going to happen. This is not one that I, I originally thought we were going to win, but the Bucks are a lot worse than I thought. Yes. And Tom Brady and his line have issues. Yes. He is old, and I want to see him die on the football field this oh weekend. Oh, my God. <laughs> in, in, like, the nicest way. Like, I want his career to end. Like heart attack? No, like oh, I just oh, want us to sack him and he'd be like, you know what? I should go th- work things out with Giselle. Oh, okay. So I should stop playing football. Yeah. Um, this would be the, the, yeah. the retirement party? Yeah, like this is it. I should go. I can't beat the Panthers, so I should just stop now. Yeah, that that would be a reality check if he couldn't beat the Panthers. It would. Now, I mean, they have, they have struggled and they have lost to not good teams, so why not us? I'm with you there. And, you know, the single uh, most bitter loss of the Panthers that I can ever recall was the Super Bowl loss to Tom Brady and the Patriots. So we lost last minute of the game after Steve Smith resurrected a amazing 80-yard drive uh, to put us ahead. So if if his last game was this weekend, I, I, I could... I could get on with that. Yeah, I just, you know what? Why not? Yeah. Why not? I think I think all of the team knows uh, that there's not a lot clicking right now. I think this is going to be a pride check. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think maybe Robbie leaving right after the coach gets fired, maybe it'll spark a little something underneath them. I'm not saying it's going to be pretty. Yeah. Um. It will not be pretty. No, I'm not saying this is going to be a high-scoring affair. You could put all of the Hawaiian Tropic models out there, and it would not be pretty. That's a good point. That's a good point. But uh, why not? I'm going to say we're going to do this one. I love it. Uh, Do you think we should hire the guy that uh, Tanya Harding hired? I'm not against that. Running out there, breaking Tom's But to be fair, I will say this. I don't think Tom Brady came back for this season thinking anything in his life was going to go the way that it has. No, that's probably true. Football, personal life, any of it. And, um, you know, I I think if he knew what the football aspect was going to look like, he wouldn't have come back. But I don't think he came back to be on a 500 team. And I would just be really happy if the Panthers made his record a losing one. That would be a, that would be phenomenal. Yeah, it's it's got to take a lot of hubris to walk away from Giselle. I'm just going to say that right now. Uh, but uh, he he's chosen to do that, and uh, good on him. You yeah, know? I mean, good, hey, good, good on him and his three and three Buccaneers. That's right. And if we can make that three and four, all the better. That's so. right. That's right. I don't think that the Bucks are very good. I'm not saying we're very good. We're definitely not good. But uh, you know what? It could happen. All right, guys, that's the end of the episode. But before we get out of here, we'd like to thank the crew that helped makes it all possible. Our chief program editor, Susan B. Cutting, our head of culinary affairs, Mo Salt, and his half-sister, Alessa Salt, 
our inspirational but impatient preacher of a few words, Dr. Right Meow, our new office intern, she's not really that new anymore, but anyway, <laughs> an apprentice, our on-call and never-stalled staff urologist, IP Freely, our Louisiana Bayou correspondent, she's stuck around, BK. She has stuck around. Allie Gator, our director of geriatric care, Live Long, our coastal Carolina meteorologist, Harry Kane, and finally, our Tom Brady li- liaison, Hugh Jass. <laughs> I'm so glad Hugh is with us. Hugh is with us. Anything else before we get out of here, BK? Keep pounding. Keep pounding, everyone. And thanks so much for listening. Goodbye.